The end of an era has come with Game of Thrones Season 8, and we are here with the Random Fandom with Brandon and Brandon, and we can't wait to talk about it. And that is what today's episode is all about. We are dedicating Episode 75 completely to Game of Thrones Season 8, but really, I think it's almost even going to be necessary to go beyond that just and wrap up the series as a whole. Yeah. Yes. Because I think it's important, you know, I think we're going to come at this as most people are right now. With some criticisms to the end of such an amazing show, and we should not let the very end taint all of the good stuff that came before it. Well, you're so you're we'll, assuming that I thought the end was tainted. Well, so you're I'm speaking say- for yourself. I am, but I'm I saying you're most people for- are right now. Well, most people can listen to this podcast. <laughs> okay. I was going to say something different, but yeah, hey, it's the Random Phantom with Brandon. Brandon, episode seventy-five, Game of Thrones. Where do we start? Dude, I we need to start with our fake sponsors like we always do. Oh, Game of Thrones would have it no other way. Yes. Yeah, so please give a listen to who's making this possible for you today. Hello, parents with soft, tender, young, kind-hearted children. I wanted to let you know that the school year is almost over, which means a lot of things for your children. Time spent alone at home and birthday parties for the summer, yes, I say unto you, instead of taking them to those arcades and family fun centers, like a certain mouse who has an affliction with dairy products, I say unto you, you shall taketh your child to Catholic churches for the summer. Instead of arcades and tokens, we have sacraments and holy Eucharist. Instead of music videos and YouTube things, we have uh, Jesus. And oh my goodness, child, would you believe it? It is no longer the place that you once feared. No, your child, despite what you heard, will be safe. In fact, here's a little jingle. Unlike that rodent creature who craves dairy products. Catholic churches, you can trust us with your kids. No, you will not be getting tickets or gift cards here for redemption for needless and wantless earthly materials. Instead, you'll get a ticket to salvation. That's right, you shall be rescued. And we don't have ball pits, but instead we rescue your child from the bottomless pit that is Satan and his foils for this earthly world. Naughty Satan, get out of here, I cast thee out. Oh, uh, sorry, Uh, my bad, I... Naughty Satan. Yes, Catholic churches, my child. You can trust us with your kid for the summer and for the rest of their life. As long as, you know, they got baptized as a baby. If not, then they're fucked. Well, I tell you, I mean, I don't have kids, but God, I can't wait till they get of age because... I know where I'm sending them for the summer. Well, you have to have them for. Yeah, I see what you're saying, but yeah, yeah, if, yeah. maybe they'll do a canine edition too, like canine oh, I could day, send day camps. My dog. Dude, that's good money. Like all the dog walking services and canine camps. Yeah, Catholic dog walking services. Catholic dog walking mm. services. All right, so let's kick right into our topic of the week, which is really our only topic. I'd rather punch it, like punch it in. Punch it in. Yeah, let's punch into the. Okay, topic we're gonna of the punch week. into the topic of the week. Initiate. <laughs> How could it be anything but Game of Thrones? 
chances are there's like there's weekly if not bi-weekly podcasts about game of thrones yeah. i feel bad for all the people who have made money based on game of thrones They're like oh crap now what do i do uh you mean like hbo no, H- i, I mean, think about like, how hbo is kind of i mean hbo has a lot going for them but i mean this is was their westworld season three gonna be enough well, it was never no. It, Westworld season one wasn't even near. No, I'm just saying what what's Game of their Thrones next was, biggest let show. Let alone now. number two, which kind of made it die out, and then number three. Well, and then Barry is on, which is fairly new for a couple years now, and that one's doing okay. I wonder what the next Game of Thrones will be, if not a Game of Thrones sequel slash prequel. Do you think they'll do a spinoff? I mean, I feel like they should. They kind of left it open that they could easily. Yeah, and there's always been talks for whatever that's worth above. Uh, about a Targaryen slash early Westeros prequel of yeah, sorts, explain yeah, how Westeros formed and how you know the the Iron Throne came to be and all this stuff. Uh, fine, I want it to take some time though. Like I, dude. Okay, so after Sunday, by the way, thanks again for hosting, and we had a nice little gathering yeah, nice of barbecue. Uh, of all friends uh, centered around Game of Thrones, and um, it's very symbolic of just another reason I love this show because of how it lives outside of the the screen. Yeah, how you know, it br- and it brings people together. It's totally. a topic of every office. It's great. Yeah. And it is not often that when a show ends that I legitimately mourn for it. You know, just like, this is it. This is... Yeah, yeah I was, that's true. As much as I was looking forward to seeing how it, it was all going to end, I was like, but I don't want it to you end. You feel like a friend of yours is has moved away and you'll never see him Dude, again. Dude, okay. So let's just go behind the curtains. After I left your place, I sat and cried in my car for like five minutes, and I'll tell you exactly why, and I'm not afraid to admit this, because a person who I really like and really care for introduced me to Game of Thrones, and unfortunately, that person's no longer alive, and I just thought about that person, and it got like really hard for mm. me, and it just like, and I, you know, I was not on this show since season one, but this person got me all the DVDs after season four and said, you've got to watch this, and I'm just like... Oh, yeah, so it's... Yeah. And it's, it's deeper than... It's about relationships, and then like yeah. I remember where I was, what my life was like then when I was working at this place with this person, and all the other things going on. And it's just like almost reminded me not of like a happier time, but just of a different time. And yeah, it was just it was I struggled for like a, a minute. You know, I like I almost even wanted to call in sick the next day just to like recover emotionally, just not only because of what yeah. happened on the screen, but then how it made me feel afterwards. But yeah, I've never been this gripped by a show. Two other shows that when it ended, I was legitimately sad. The Office, because we all felt like we were part of that right. cast and family. Except for me, I, I in that particular situation, I, I only started watching that years after it had already ended. Sure. And then also when Breaking Bad, even though I didn't watch it in real time, but when it ended, I was like, oh. Yeah, me too. Same thing. I want my meth in the desert. In this case, with Game of Thrones, I didn't have that really emotional connection like you did, but I, I did have... I mean, when I first watched it, I watched, you know, through seasons one through, I guess, seven, all just kind of on my own. You and I would talk about it once in a while, but it, for some reason, I mean, it gripped me, but it never really, really gripped me. And I never could keep up with all the characters. I watched it a second time through, like very quickly with my girlfriend who also fell Which in love with the show. Which a lot of people have been doing just like... Two couples that w- came and watched it with us got in that that same yeah, boat, like on oh, the same style. Yeah, and and so for me and for my girlfriend, it was right when we kind of got together. Uh, it, we started kind of getting into the same shows, and this was probably the strongest thread that we have had in any show where we both 
continuously just wanted to watch it. It's just epic fantasy and it's about relationships and deceit and it just I actually really okay, so let's let's kind of do a thing where we start at the end and work our way back. I thought the ending was very un-Game of Thrones like, almost that there was like peace and hope and like a renewed sense of well, not even a renewed oh. sense, but like a new sense of ease and things actually falling in place. I would have liked to seen things done a little differently, but I was. So, did actually, you want like more character, more the main characters to die or to end no, up in no, bad no. situations? I just, actually, I thought that the main character deaths was fine. Um, Danny getting killed, it did seem inevitable. It did seem obvious, but it was so well done. Um, and even though there was no going back and it was the only logical choice. It was very heartbreaking. Um, you know, I, I never really bought the, the love between John and Danny as much as I did like in the previous seasons when he loved Egret. Right. And, and turns out there was real chemistry between them because guess what? They're married with yeah, they're children. Married now. Yeah, yeah. In real life. So it kind of, I never saw it with these two, just something didn't translate the way maybe it was written, but it was heartbreaking, you know, because basically anyone John's loved has died, you know, except for his wolf and maybe a brother or sister or two. But yeah, he, the poor guy's just been heartbroken. And I wanted more for him because he was yeah, at points, I agree but the, with for, that. for the majority of the show's run, he was the main character or one of the main characters. And I wanted more for him because so many firsts happened for him. He was the first, uh, you know, of his first bastard to ever command the uh, Night's Watch. The Night's Watch. He was the first to ever get, you know, resurrected. He was the first. Well, first of his family, well, maybe, that's but true. he's not the first in general. Oh, there was, no, the, you're right. there was Left Sir Eye, Beric, Lisa Left Eye Lopez got. Sir Beric Dondarrion, but yeah, close, got, yes. um, yeah, I was close on the name. Got resurrected like nine times. That's true. That's true. I forgot about that. Okay, so let me correct myself, but it was very dramatic and. You feel also, like it was for a purpose, you well, know. Yeah, and not also just, like the connection that he had to the to the wildlings, which was nothing but he united before, yes. and he united the two lands, in and a he way. died for it. Yeah, and then yeah. came back to life for it, which was great. And so, what was the ultimate purpose that he really? And you turned out he has the rightful claim to the throne, which he rejects and doesn't want. So I almost felt like I wanted more for him based on who he really was, but he was always just in like the no, general. I'm just, goodness in him yeah but he's always been kind of content to just be a northerner and accept his place as a bastard in the world I, well that and i think that he i mean he could he, be sitting on a kingdom a, a broken kingdom but he could be but he's just but his story is all about sacrifice his story is all about um what he has had to give up and all of the shit he's had to go through all of the people he's had to kill despite the fact that he hates doing it yeah it's not he, he's he's an amazing He's an amazing soldier, an amazing killer. Um, he's really good in battle, but he hates it. All but right. he does it because it's always the necessary thing, and he always does it, I mean, for the greater good. And everything he does, he really, truly does what he thinks is kind of for the greater good. And he's always kind of got shit on for that, and that sucks. And that, that's why Jon Snow, throughout this entire series, was so many people's favorite character, is because he was the one of the very few that was genuinely good all the way through. Yes. And we wanted to see the person who was generally good sit on the Iron Throne at the end. We wanted to see that person have some success. He didn't die like many of the others, but I mean, he 
out of all the living characters left, he kind of got the shaft. Yeah, I mean that's almost kind of his character because of who right, you're right. he was, and I'm it using is characteristic quotes. Of him. You know, being a bastard, he has to go. He can never hold land or this or that, so he just has to basically go into like a a slightly upgraded prison. You know? Yeah, well, that's the thing. They they hinted, though, that that might change when they said he was a Targaryen, right? He he was no longer just the bastard. And a lot of people were mad that that was never truly paid off, but in a way, it kind of was because it's more like the reveal that he was a Targaryen has to do more with his past than it ever did with his future. Because well, he, he never was like, yeah, what's up? Let me have my throne. And then the only reason that it really played out in future implications is because it helped further cause Daenerys's madness and paranoia and mm-hmm. feelings of defensiveness, which ultimately led to her undoing by him. So it was almost kind of fitting that a Targaryen kills a yeah. Targaryen. And now really to the rest of the world, there are no more Targaryens because Jon Snow is back to being Jon Snow north of the wall and he'll never, no one's ever going to be like, oh, whatever. No one's ever going to really know. Nope. And the only people that know are either dead or you know content to hold the secret and he's a world away now and, and going yeah. further i loved how they showed that little sprig of grass in the in the ice so kind it's of like showing that life is coming back in the north yeah like let, let's okay let's address the big complaint this season like lots of them i'm sure depend on how you feel what you read what you listen to but the big one was the fumbling of the long night episode like the whole yes. overarching story, 100%. no matter. percent. No, wait, no, 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 wait. The long night, I don't think, I think that was the start of it. I do not think that that is the worst. It was in my mind. So tell me what you're thinking. Well, the penultimate episode, I don't remember the, what it was called, but where Danny goes apeshit and just starts burning all the innocents. Oh. At the snap of a finger. I like, liked it. So what, 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 a, I mean, so, okay. I've been really kind of just obsessed with this ending and i've listened to a couple of podcasts since i've listened to some just youtube video reactions everyone literally i have not heard anyone say that they have liked the way that danny turned not the and and this is the way i feel the way she turned no the fact that she turned yes that's what i'm saying okay nobody nobody minds the fact that she turned because they have been hinting that she is going to be the next mad queen yeah she has brutality in her mind yes and 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 that is was shown through and through but throughout her entire seven seasons and up right until just a few seasons from the end she still had empathy and she still had compassion for the good people the innocent people they they rushed it yeah i mean during other wars and battles she told her soldiers don't rape women anymore. She told her soldiers, do not kill children. Like, and then she just went and she became within a second after literally winning this big battle and the bells of wrong and everybody knows that she's the victor. She decides I'm going to go for no reason whatsoever, murder a bunch of innocents, tens of thousands, making her within less than a single episode go from, the one everybody is kind of rooting for, but maybe starting to show a little bit of like... She was losing it. Losing it. To literally the worst possible villain in all of the series. And that has an issue with me, right? If Cersei was the big bad and she killed hundreds, but then what does that make Daenerys if she killed tens of thousands? You see, that's that's the kind of... I, I feel like it wasn't... I feel like the anger she felt and her the snap of craziness was not earned 
And so I don't mind the way they did it. I mean, I don't mind that they did it. I may, I, I definitely mind the way that they did it. I get you. And yeah, I feel like I there was many things that they could have done to, to trigger her more. You know, like we know that she was mad because her dragon died. One of them, one of her dragons recently died. We know that she was mad because Misunday died. Which should have been done right then and there before yes. she went apeshit. That would have been an inciting incident that actually you can buy a little more than the way it was snap. presented. Like, a, oh, that, hell no, I'm so pissed because I just saw my friend die or my dragon, which is like her children die. Right. Yeah, there was a little too much time in between the two. I think they let that time happen purposely. They showed her, you know, looking gaunt, looking like she hadn't showered. They said she hadn't eaten. Mm-hmm. So this clearly was not a thought out decision, rather just something snapped. But there was just like whatever snapped in her, we didn't get to see. Yeah. Or we didn't get to really experience and it's as to why. Again, I'm going to use the term inciting incident. There had been plenty, but there was too much time in between what she did and what had been done to her. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I feel you. And I also feel like it was a weird time for her to snap the way she did while she was a sore the bells winner. were ringing that she had won. I mean, everybody, literally, the soldiers had dropped their weapons. Everybody was surrendering. And the bells, remember there was that tension of like, oh my God, are the bells going to ring? And you could see. That was well done. You could see like, oh, okay. If they don't ring, she might do something. And I feel like maybe they shouldn't have rang, right? Like, like here's here's just one of the thoughts that I had. Just you know, I, I've thought of many ways <laughs> as a non-writer of a show like this. Many ways I would have suggested to maybe fix the show. Like, what if? Because um, Jamie was told by Tyrion to go ring the bells, right? Yeah. Well, what if Jamie did that? What if Jamie went off to go ring the bells? Like maybe he went and he got Cersei and he's like, I have to do one more thing. I have to go ring the bells to save the city. And, or or maybe it was before he met with Cersei. doesn't matter. But maybe he goes and then that's where he finds Euron, right? Maybe Euron Greyjoy finds him on the way. And so like the one person who's trying to make his way up to a bell tower to ring a bell is not getting there because of Euron Greyjoy. And mm-hmm. so everybody's waiting for the bells or something. And they're not coming. And that makes her go, fine, if they're not going to... I gave you a chance. I gave you a chance. I stopped. I waited, you know, a minute or two for you guys all to ring the bells and nothing happened. So I am going to continue attacking until I hear those bells. So there, there's so many things that I feel like they could have done to just change that one big big issue that everybody seems to be focusing on right now i, I can Does that make sense yeah i know i just talked for a long time but that's... no i was following your logic um i'm still happy with how it played out um i don't think i'm an apologist or a, a defender uh when something doesn't work for me i'll say it but you know i just i think this show has built up so much equity with me that i can maybe see a misstep for what it is not what it should have been and but I can still see it as a misstep. You can still take it as what it is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my my deal was just I loved the lo- the the previous episode, the Long Night. And you know, of course, yes, it was very dark episode, not just in tone, but like visually, it was very like I thought my color yeah settings were off. I actually didn't mind that as much. For, it, it tried um, to really kind tell of a you nighttime that, battle. Yeah, I feel it. Like, no, there's just times when I was having to hold like because I think I was watching it mobile the first time. 
and I was having to like hold the phone closer to my face. I'm like, oh, it's not helping. It's just that's the way it is. Um, I don't like how the overarching theme, no matter who is fighting, infighting, and this house betraying this house, it doesn't matter because we're all dead if we don't stop the dead. Yeah. And just to see him taken out in one episode, even though it was a... I mean, it was a big episode. A big episode, but I, I wanted more for that. Yes. My problem was I, I thought the, same the Bells episode would have been a perfect, even though I know it's not, that's clearly not how it was presented because we already knew that they were taking all of last year off, coming back, six episodes, final season. I just, if I'm doing like fantasy producing, because what's done is done, it's not going to change sure. regardless of how I feel, but I almost feel like it's a missed opportunity because they should have and could have ended that season right there with her just torching the city and going off and then just ending with a look of despair and shock and disbelief on like Davos, Tyrion, and John because they're like the three main characters inside uh-huh. the uh, the city gates at that point and then done and then opens up with a whole new season of what to do Yeah, because I feel like the resolution, though w- well done in the finale, it deserved more than just one episode. Yep. And it would have given them more time to at least kind of explain themselves. So they could have had this one big shocking thing where everybody's like, what? How do they possibly explain that? And then they would have given them a full season to do so. Exactly. Yeah. But I, I I, who knows? That would have been great. time and budget and people's schedules, who the hell knows? Well, and apparently, you know, David Benioff more. and D.B. Weiss or D&D as they're often called, mm-hmm. apparently, and of course I've heard this through the videos and podcasts, they were looking to get out. Like they're kind of tired. You know, and they oh, wanted, yeah. They wanted to go on to new things. Apparently, they are being contracted to write the next Star Wars trilogy. Oh, cool. So, which, I mean, is cool until this last episode. Then I'm like, no, God, I hope they don't somehow no, do something lo- like look that. Look at how much good they did. Some people will say, well, this is what happens when they got away from the source material. They couldn't write this on their own. Yeah, I don't know. Look at the last two seasons that were away from the source material, and they were good. For the most part, yeah. I really, I mean, season six was away from the source material. It was the first season, right? I think even towards the tail end of season five, five, they started to, like overlapping, not overlapping, but eclipsing. Mm-hmm. That's the word. And I feel like season Some six of the was events. everybody's, not everybody's, but a lot of people's favorite season. And it was certainly mine. Yeah. Uh, there's so many, uh, there's just so much good stuff. And I yeah. just think about, I love how this last episode let you see where everyone, even the smallest of characters, like made a point to be like, oh, here's this person that you haven't seen since like, episode like 30 or something like that like when they're having that small council when Tyrion gets escorted by Grey Worm um out of prison and then he basically though I didn't completely understand like wait he's a prisoner but then everyone's listening to him but okay that's fine um you mean Blackfish's nephew wait who are you talking about Edward Edward Edmure Tolly yes that's Catelyn Stark's brother yeah yeah their uncle their uncle yeah like who's always been the goofy uncle even though you've only seen like three times in this whole series before and yet he still shows up or then they showed a, a guy from Dorne, even though we don't know who that is, you know, he's Dornish because of the outfit. And yeah. so you're like, Oh, there's a prince, a new prince in Dorne or little Robin, the little boy who's cousins with uh, the Starks through uh, Liza Stark. He's a uh, Lord of the Vale. And then his, uh, Oh, is he there? I didn't... Yeah, that was him. And he just God, he literally, he, wait, he, he looked a lot. And that older. was, that was him. That was, do oh, you remember wow. in the very first episode, he was like a seven year old who was still breastfeeding off his mom and his uncomfortable as shit. Oh, that was weird. Yeah. It's so funny. Cause and that I knew was he looked legitimately familiar. him too. Yeah. I, I knew he looked familiar and I just, I was like, where is that guy from? And I couldn't. Yeah. And he just is like that goofy little cousin that you oh, like avoid so at like holiday parties. I didn't even catch that. Yeah. And then, you know, it showed Yara. Uh, it's like, oh, I right. thought we were done with her. And then, 
and then and then the king's council scene at the very end which i actually really liked i thought that was such a sweet send-off you see like everyone down to like podrick what's what became of them and like now he's right. a a king's guard and, and lady Bree. yes and now lady Bree is the lord commander of the king's guard and i just loved how she opened up the book and paid homage to jamie and even showed you when she was flipping through the pages it said sir barristan selmy who was like a throwback to the very first season uh, who ends up dying? I think like season five uh, mm-hmm. in Daenerys's aid when they were freeing slaves and stuff like that. Just little things like the intricacies and seeing that Sam's a grand maester, even though he never finished his schooling. But sure, go for it. Um, just I really liked it. It reminded me of almost like the small council that puts together the Fellowship of the Rings in Rivendell. Oh, yeah. And just it, like this one seemed like a weird mix, though. Like it was all these like, people who it was a you would never dice. have expected never to together. have survived, but then did survive and somehow made it to the point where they're on the council now for yeah, the new king. Yeah, Bronn's the the master of coin, for instance. Who's only there because Tyrion promised to make him to uh, like a lord and be on the council when Daenerys took the throne. Daenerys didn't take the throne, but he still gave he it to him. He came to collect, yeah. Because a Lannister always pays his debts. Yeah. So. Um, I thought it was funny. Some people... Ha- I've literally was listening to a podcast, not ours, but something almost as good. Um this morning the guy's like wait why did they call for a master of whisperers on the king's council when brand's a three-eyed raven and he can see all and he knows all and i'm like i think it was kind of a joke like didn't you i you know i you didn't don't catch need that a, i didn't catch that until you mentioned it yeah you don't need a master of whispers if you have a three-eyed raven who who sees everything that can happen and yeah recall any memory i like Tyrion's logic though he's like hey you know some kings have power some have wealth somehow have armies but that's never united anybody at least long term what unites people a good story. And Tyrion loves telling stories. And uh, so I thought he was speaking from the heart. This episode was very Tyrion heavy. I don't say they, that as a bad thing. I was just like, huh. Yes. I feel very, like this, other people You mean the last episode, the very last episode? Yes. Yes, because there was... So this is a, another issue that I had with the the very last episode in this case was pacing. I felt like there was far too too long of monologues from Tyrion and the discussion between him and Jon Snow went on too long. I just, it was very Tyrion heavy and I feel like the dialogue, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what the writers were really going for, but it felt too off and the pacing felt too off and it didn't seem like there was no sense of urgency. Yeah. It didn't seem like the standard game of Thrones episode, but you have these really long conversations and then John kills Danny, and then three weeks have passed, and it literally from the next one scene to the next, and you only know that I'm I'm assuming three weeks, but like you only know that because these guys hair. have facial hair now, yeah, like big beards. I don't really say that or anything. You just get the feeling, and it took me a while to to notice that because I I was like, why does he have a big beard all of a sudden? How did all of the lords get there immediately? And I was like, oh, this is like weeks later, and I just. It's so weird that you're going to focus so much time on, say, a particular conversation that could have easily been half that, but then no time focusing on how people reacted to Danny's death. Yeah. At all. And I feel like that's important. Just as important, if not more important, than half the conversations they had in this last episode. I feel, yeah. Uh, yeah, the the pacing, I've, yeah, it was a little bit on Game of Thrones-like, but like I said right off the top, this was a very non game of thrones feel to this last mm-hmm, episode mm-hmm. everything actually kind of works out pseudo peacefully and there's like this new sense of hey we can live this world a lot differently 
I love the fact that Sam brought in the book, you know, basically saying, thank you, George R.R. R. Martin, for what you gave us to work off of here. It was it was pretty heavy-handed, but at the same time, it kind of felt okay. Yeah, I was fine with it. Oh, he calls it a song of ice and fire. Yeah. I helped him with the title. And, and basically like, saying, oh, yeah. since this show began, once Robert Brathian, you know, charged for the throne, there's been nothing but just blood and blood and bloodshed and... I said blood three times, but there's been a lot of blood. There's been hurt. There's been strife. There's been just nastiness. And it's like, you know, Daenerys, as much as she wanted to break the wheel, I think Tyrion was actually broke the wheel just in that meeting with the small council saying, wait, just because of the, the name, someone should be king? And, well, and he even mentioned that. When he yeah. turned around to Grey Worm, he's like, this is what our queen was talking about when, when she was talking about breaking the wheel. Yeah, so even though she ended up getting broken in that wheel... Um, she became the wheel i thought like oh that's cool and i love I the fact too. that I if like your that. name is brandon you you win the game of thrones yes yeah. my name is brandon uh, that's weird mine is too no my, it, was, it was me we are the broken um i actually did not see him being king and i loved it i was like that makes total sense you've got this all seer calm emotion free young person he's still a very young person but he's you know the last three eyed raven lived to be a thousand years old so brain could have a long reign oh and he'll never have to i i guess being crippled in the accent he can't have children and i'm not sure if that well, you wor- can't use from the waist down yeah but you could still like no have you, someone else do it for you yeah but they just sit on if top it of just you. doesn't work if nothing works down there paraplegics of listeners of ours please could you please us. tell us yeah can Tweet you impregnate someone can WB. you bear a prince fit to be king one day um things were different then wait lieutenant dan had sex yes with prostitutes yeah so there's hope for bran huh okay well i you know i was i like the fact that he got to be king because i was I, happy with that ending i thought that after the the long night and the night king's dead uh, then I was kind of like, what purpose does Bran serve? And I thought that there was a lot of people asking that. And then I'm like, oh, he swoops in. Sure. And then gets named king unanimously. Yeah. Which I, was pretty awesome. Uh, I thought awesome. it was It's fitting to see a Stark sit on the, 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 on the throne. And I love the fact that the North is independent, which is something they've always wanted. Yeah, here's, here's another thing that I found was a little jarring when I watched it. She looks at Bran and she goes, yeah, but the North will stay independent. Or will, will be independent. And... Just a nod. None of the other lords was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. If you're going to break off and be your own queen, I'm going to break off and be my own king. Like, what makes... It's symbolic every... of the EU. Right, right. She just Brexited very successfully. Yeah. And if it was that easy, everybody else would Brexit too. I think the North has its own history and story, though, that's so... I don't know. I, I don't... I get that, but like, what about like Dorne and the ones that are literally on a different island? How come they can't be their own? I did like how they went the seven, six kingdoms. Yeah, that was good. Uh, yeah, and Tyrion really just kind of laid it out at the end, and I was really, by and large, happy with how it wrapped up. Um, going back to Lord of the Rings, it did feel emotional too, just like seeing like, hey, we all had this magical journey together, but we're now going to go our separate ways. I love the fact that Arya is at her most youthful and excited looking again like yeah, the uh when she's too. on her way to bravos and uh, cashing in her coin to go learn about the faceless men and going to go see the world and out on a ship for the first time i love that is she gonna go learn about faceless men no i'm saying when she did it was a callback to that remember when she yeah, sailed yeah, on yeah, the yeah. ship at the end of like season three or season four i'm having trouble yeah my when timeline. she's going to bravos yes yeah which is what i just said but thank you for repeating yeah, okay. that. yeah i know you're clarifying yes okay totally all right totally listening clarify these newts um 
I thought that was awesome for the reason we just both agreed on. And the fact that I'm like, please let that be a potential spinoff. Because Arya is like yes. consensus top three characters for Absolutely. so many people. Yeah. But but I also do want to point out um, that I feel like her whole um, girl with no name, faceless man path that she took was really helpful in um, in taking out the... Um, What's the family that she killed all of the them? The phrase. The phrase. Thank That's you. the last time you've really got to see her put that skill to use. Other than that, now and she's really, just a badass. Like, the big that was killer. it. And then and then it showed her like she's really good with a sword and a needle and all of that. And like she's good at what she does, but she doesn't ever use the faceless man skills ever again. And so I feels like there was much ado about not much to come out from that. Sure. Um, though she is a good fighter, but she didn't really use the special skills that she learned from the faceless men. And I kind of felt like they could have used that more. And a lot of people, and I didn't think about this, but a lot of people were saying that they expected, um, her to have killed Bran for the, for the whole, you know, this, to save the human race would have killed Bran. Bran would have been okay with it. She would have taken his face and she would have sat on the chair. Oh, before then, the Night King. And then when the Night King got up there, she could have like came out with a knife and got him, right? That he would not have expected. And that's what a lot of people expected. It didn't happen that way, but it would have been a way to at least call back to her skills. Yeah. Use them one so, last time. Yeah. But then again, I feel like the Night King would have known because he was generally just drawn to Bran. Yeah. You know, that's true. And he has his mark on him specifically. Yeah. And I, I just back to the Night King. I can't get over how the White Walkers were the biggest threat to all of humanity. And I could, then I could have used White Walkers up, come into King's Landing like they break through the north and yes. then they have to retreat. And then like they have to team up with Cersei yeah. and her forces and then they take them all out. That would have almost been like like part one, part two. I could have used, you know. Yeah. I feel like maybe like, they kill the dragon. Um, but it wouldn't matter because he could just resurrect everything now. Or, true, I, so. Honestly, I think, I think the long night type battle should have been one of the final seasons of or episodes of the season. I f- I feel like, I feel like maybe if, even if after the long night they won, like the White Walkers won and broke their way through, and then it became a they're on their way to King's Landing, and they, they collected all the dead with them that them. they yeah amassed. At the, yeah, at the north, and then it became this huge like they're coming, and we don't like you, and you don't like us, but we have to work together in order to stop them. And then they stop them. Maybe Cersei and Jamie die in the battle, or something like that, which puts Danny or John on the on the throne. And there could have been a lot of similar outcomes, right? But it without filtered so much disappointment, a little differently. But, yeah, but really, you're dealing with the biggest threat at yeah. the end. I I understand where a lot of complaints are are coming from about this season. I still really liked it because I like Game of Thrones and I wanted to like it because I choose to believe that the show that entertained me and really affected me for so many reasons overall is good, even though if this is not the the yeah. strongest of finishes possible. But I agree. You know, until I live a life as a you know an executive producer then i'm just never gonna get the chance to to see it play out the way i would have liked to but that just goes to show how big of an impact people 
or this show's had on people, when you go, oh, that's not the way I would have done it, you're putting yourself in the show. You're putting yourself behind the scenes. You're not just being like, oh, yeah, you know, Frazier's pretty funny, that dad of his and that dog. Right. You know? It's not just like surface level things. It's things that you think about after the show is over. And regardless if it pissed you off or if you're like, no, it's okay with me. I, I liked it. What it are you talking about? It left an impact either it, way. It just speaks to this show is just, just cultural impact. I mean, there's... I don't think there's going to be a show like this ever again. It genuinely reminded me just as far as the scale and the epicness and feeling like you're there and wanting to live that life with these people um, like Lord of the Rings. I felt so much sadness in my heart when I realized, A, just how good Lord of the Rings was, even though it is sourced from a book. And again, sourced from a, a book. It yeah, has that fantasy Lord of the Rings feel and just how much I was sad when it was over because I'm realizing there'll never be nothing never be anything like this again no like they'll try just like you know like the hobbit yeah and that's <laughs> why try, that's but... why i don't want anything like the, this ends up borrowing from the 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 universe of game of thrones to kind of just detract from it and be yeah. like just the little cousin you know yeah you know and i i feel the same way where when i was watching some of the videos and listening to some of the podcasts the people who were really really into this and, and loved the show were hating so much on David Benioff and D.B. Weiss to the point where they were like really they, almost insulted. Uh, don't like, do that. Yeah, I know. And they were like just talking about how they completely fucked it up and everything. And it's like, dude, they if it weren't for those two people, you would not have Game of Thrones. You would not know what Game of Thrones is at all. You would you would barely have ever heard of that one fantasy book called The Song of Ice and Fire. Or that nobody say was picking up. Like, but I mean, we're talking about the if you were to pull. The world. How many people yeah, know it about Game of like Thrones Lord of before the show? Exactly. Like such a small percentage. I'm certainly, I'm not, I'm one of them. I didn't know. That yeah, I didn't know existed. about it either. And this makes me, I'm going to say I don't really read, even though reading's like good for your brain, but I might just go buy the books on tape now and just have something to listen to oh, while I'm like working out idea. or in traffic or something like that. Um, yeah. Like just, standing in yeah. traffic? Yeah, just with your headphones on. Yeah, it, well, I'm pointing a sign to the but, sandwich deals. Oh, they, that's how I make my money. Yeah. Good job. That's how You're this podcast stay free you for you. You dance well. Thank you. But um, like, no, I, but just to finish that, it's like, don't get super pissed at these two guys because you didn't like the ending. I didn't like the ending either, but I still am so thankful for those two for having brought this to my attention, having seven really freaking good seasons of a show that got me incredibly invested. Yeah. And then, yeah, it was, a, there was things that were endings done. Endings are the hard ending. to do. They are they very just, hard. They are. They inevitably are. And you're also dealing with a show that is known for twists and turns and killing those. And this who, one actually really didn't have like. a lot at the end. I think some people were like craving, oh, when's this person getting theirs? And yes, a lot of people died this season. Um, but the end, the fact that like this new, you know, Westeros is going to take off in a new direction and there might actually be a chance at happiness and peace. It's like encouraging. Yes. Okay. Fantasy book. It took a lot of death to get there. Yes. But in the end. But it was like all worth it. We got, well, I don't know about that. Well, I, I, uh, there's a 10,000. For those who are Tens of thousands of deaths from, from. From here on out. That were not necessary. But, but in the end, the, the story is Westeros has peace has yeah. a new king, has a complete different structure to how kings are chosen. Not ready for democracy yet. Yeah, Sorry, I, know. I thought that was fun. That was funny. That, that was like uh, such a dig on just like our stupidity as a... Yeah, he's like, what uh, if the people chose and people just laugh at him? Oh, should my horse get a vote too? <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
And um, he just had that look on his face like, oh, fuck me. Yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> exactly. And then he sat back down and took a sip of his water bottle. Did uh, you see that? Yes. There was yeah. a water bottle by his feet. I know. That's twice. Oh, come on, guys. It's kind of, it's kind of funny, though, because it's just one of those things. Maybe like, kind of... maybe like the person that was on set who is, I don't know what you'd call that person, but the person who makes sure everything is in the right place as it was in the previous scene. Mm-hmm. And those people do exist as jobs, and I don't know what they call that, but maybe that person was like, near those last few episodes, was like, I don't like the way the show's going. Uh, I've read the script. I'm protesting. I'm going to get out of here. You guys can find a new set guy guy yep set guy and then they're like oh what are we gonna do and we don't have the capability to make sure that starbucks cups and water <laughs> bottles aren't in our seats nope we don't got the in the budget <laughs> um this is kind of off the cuff so go with me here give okay. me like just three things and i'll start of questions you have as to why well, would have liked to known how this goes or what happened to this for instance my first question so when john went back to castle black the wall got fixed, apparently, or is getting no, fixed? No, they, they, they only broke down one part of the wall. The wall is like miles, hundreds True. of miles. True, but did long. that part get fixed, or did we just no? no. Okay, no. That, that's but they don't even... have a threat anymore in the north, anyway. So I did like how he's like, "Wait, is there even still yeah. a Night's Watch?" Because like the yeah, yeah, all our enemies north of the wall are are, are gone. I, was it was it Brant? No, it was Tyrion who did say, "Well, we still need a place to send the bastards and the criminals." And that's true. And so I was kind of like, okay. I mean, that, it's like that re- one line was enough for a me. A lifelong to go, yeah. reform school, right. basically. Now, okay, that's not my real question, but pertaining to that, did he go back to become Lord Commander, or is can he be Lord Commander again? I don't know. I mean, I remember think he can. They wanted him to be Lord Commander slate. again after he was resurrected. And he's like, no, yeah. I don't want it. It's a fresh slate when you get there. So okay. I think he just kind of starts at the bottom, unless they decide to make him Lord Commander. I don't think he automatically gets it. But what I don't understand is, is he staying at the wall with the Night's Watch? Or did he leave with the Wildlings and abandon his Night's Watch? Maybe that's just his first mission is to escort them. Well, and that's what I wanted. I wanted there to be the after the episode thing specifically for that reason. Because I wanted the creators to say, oh, and at the end we see John chaperoning the Wildlings um, wildlings back to their home as his kind of final task. But they've been so... Integrated. Tell me that, or is he going to live with them? Because it made th- it look like I've, he was going to live with I them. I think, hey, jump to your own conclusions. Yeah, I don't like that. And I like the fact that I would like to think he went to just go live with them because he and his buddy Torment are kind of like but doing his thing. he left his post. And he's the most honorable person. He left his post at the Night's Watch then. I bet everyone knows who he is there, and they might have just given him a pass. Like, dude, we know you've... Yeah, maybe. Like, you used to be King of the North, so you don't have to come and just be the lowest level bastard here again. Yeah, maybe they should have cut, I don't know one or two minutes from Tyrion's speeches to at least have somebody say that. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's no need for you here. We don't need a Night's Watch. We don't recognize... You're welcome to we don't go recognize on. The, We give you yeah. the out. Yeah. Um, we can kill you again <laughs> so that you're relinquished of your duties. That helps if you want yeah. to do that. Um, okay. Second question I have. Where did Drogon take uh, Danny's body? They, they didn't say. They just saw, oh, we saw... they. Saw the dragon in this one area. They, I think they just, just off. Now the dragon is just somewhere around Westeros. I don't think it was a particular place. But I just would like to think: Is he going back to where like the Targaryens originally came from? Uh, I'm forgetting the name, but uh, like Stormlands or oh, what? maybe because it did show him flying over water. Yes, so it was he like, would be going to the other island co- or basically the other land continent. Yeah, where the Targaryens originally, you know, you know, emerged from. Um, you have any questions is like that, like left unanswered? Like, yeah, I want to know 
I, I, the reason I really want an Arya spinoff is because yeah. I want a new season or a new show focusing on Arya and what she's what she finds. What's west, west of, Westeros? of Westeros? I love that. And concept. I want her to literally discover a new land. I want there to be like this sort of Game of Thronesy style thing happening there, or something of the sort. Like it doesn't have to be the same setup, of course, but there's always power struggles, and I want there to be like something happening in that other land. Um, and they maybe they find out. Wait, you're from where? A place called Westeros? You mean there's a place over that way? And then maybe there's like this crazy mad king on this other land who says, I have taken over every land we know. I'm going to go take that one or something, oh, right? wow, that would so, be... So then she's like, oh shit, I just brought on like a cavalry uh, or an army to come over to Westeros and try to take it over. And so she's maybe has to come back, warn everybody. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's so many stories they could go from there. Yeah. That's what I want to know. I feel you there. I feel you there. Oh, and I'm just curious at like how the rebuild goes for King's Landing because there was so much damage. I wanted to know, like it it was kind of weird and this bittersweet feeling to have when you see all of those people in the new council start to talk about like, okay, what do we have to do? And they talk about rebuilding and they joke about rebuilding. It was the like brothel. a work day, like. In a, in a, in a, yeah, like a, it was a, like an episode an of office. The Office, yeah. um, but Westeros style. And they joked, and I felt like it was almost not okay. <laughs> Do you realize that literally tens of thousands of people died, and you're joking about a brothel, but like everything is destroyed. Like you're there, you have no castle anymore. There's an immense amount of cleanup. Like what happens now? They almost just glossed over that. Yeah. I don't know. There's just once again, right? If if they had that season afterward, like you were saying, like the, once the Danny takes the throne, and then maybe within that entire next season, we get a reason or sort of her reasoning for what she did. They kind of can help explain that she's trying to rebuild what she broke, yeah. right? So she's struggling with that. And then you've got the people who like John, who's like, no, I'm going to stick by her. I think what she did was okay. But then Tyrion's like, it's not okay. You know what I want to say that I really picked up on and I really I really enjoyed? The fact that John, basically all this season, even though hearing from his northern family, literally like Sansa, for instance, and just like the looks that uh, Danny was getting as a foreigner to the northerners, he was still defending her, like, oh, she's my queen, blah, blah, blah. He had this real sadness in his eyes, like he knew he didn't believe what he was saying. And I just yes. thought, like, just I thought his, that was really This good. episode especially, um, there was a lot of nonverbal acting in the beginning, and I just thought um, that was exemplified really well throughout this whole season by um, Kit Harrington as Jon Snow, and just, you know, just like, oh, she's my queen, kind of like when, like, like your girlfriend's kind of being a, a a jerk, like or for instance, or your significant other's being like a bitch, but you're like, ah, she's or he's my guy. Sorry, I have mm-hmm. to kind of stand by him, even though, you know. And it's like that that defense will run out, and he was still defending that even after seeing what she had done. Until Tyrion said, "And what about your sister?" She swore, "You know she won't bend the knee." And that's when he's like, "Oh shit!" And very next scene, yeah. he finds her in the throne room, and then he's like. I got to do this because then you're going to go, if you're going to kill innocent people, you don't like my sister already. 
that dragon's going to ride north and it's going to be my hometown's crisp, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, another question I had, I think this is the last thing I really got. Are we giving Drogon credit for being really smart as the reason why he burnt down the throne because he's like, oh, I knew this. Yeah, I was like, I'm wait, like, but uh, he's, how does how does he understand that? Like, oh, I'm going to symbolically burn down this throne because this is what she was after. I I felt that I'd was like to really, think that, but I'm like well, that was no. never established that they're you know a super brain. Well, and yeah, I don't know if the writers were thinking that this is Drogon saying, I'm not mad at you for killing her. I'm mad at the throne because that's what really got her killed. Or if or if the dragon was just so pissed that he had to unleash, but he Dan, wasn't gonna yes, aim it at a Targaryen. That he was, he, exactly. I think more so that. And so I wasn't quite sure how the writers were trying Intending to for show that, that to be. Yeah. I do want to talk about just some of the more nitpicky things because when you just mentioned how um John killed Danny in the throne room, mm-hmm. one of the things I was thinking was why is Danny after this whole thing in the throne room alone? She always has guards with her, always. Especially after literally taking over a city, she's at her most danger because she just burned a bunch of people. People are going to be after her and want her dead. How is she in this throne room completely alone where John is just able to walk right in and stab her and nobody's around? Well, Nobody. she had the dragon outside, but obviously that's not protecting her because it took it took Drogon like a minute to get there. There was also a number of other things that I started. I started writing down some things Let that were like just an, like a little bit nitpicky, annoying to me about all of season eight. And once I started writing them down, I just like <laughs> they just kept coming to me. So I'm gonna throw out a few. Okay, more than a few. I'm listening. Why did the Dothraki charge the White Walkers during the Long Night? It was such a freaking waste. Like. Yeah. Any tactile tech or whatever you would call it, any tactician of war would be like that. That's stupid. Why are you sending them out just to die? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, like, and I thought they were all the wiped line. out after that battle, and yet there and was a lot of them still left still, by yeah. the end. Yeah, a I lot feel- of them did run back. They said, "Okay, the scorpions mm-hmm. th- that kill the dragons are so accurate, <laughs> except when sometimes, <laughs> except when they're out going and and shooting at Drogon, even though." She is like diving down towards ships that are all shooting at her and they're all missing. They did show that she flew with the sun directly beaming down. So maybe visibility wasn't that high. Are and you talking the, to the ships? Yes. Because oh, okay. remember, they look up in the sky. And yeah, I do remember something like and that. And it was like high yeah, noon. I, I appreciate them and it was answering that. A maybe little bit. the element of surprise, too, because they didn't know when it was but coming. They knew, it was, they knew she was there. They uh, shot at them. That's true. And two or three of them hit. They they One went of the James Bond villain all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. They turned into stormtroopers with their freaking scorpions. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my one of my things was um, everybody was talking about Varys at the end when he knew he was going to die. He got done dirty. Ta- writing his notes and taking off his rings, and everybody's like, "I say everybody, uh, the people that we." I thought, we discussed I thought it. there was some. We discussed it. We discussed it in a bigger group. We everybody thought there was more to it, and there was nothing there that got paid off, anyways. Yeah. Jane, Jamie chose honor and selflessness to go fight against the White Walkers, right? Because he wanted to fight for the living, right? And then when they won, he sleeps with Brienne, and then he just does a one eighty, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm actually just going to go back to Cersei." Did you not remember that Bran came, or not Bran, Bronn? Mm-hmm. Uh, came to try to kill you and Tyrion because Cersei tried to have you killed. 
He's like, yeah, but I love her. I think that was her using Braun, knowing that Braun really wouldn't kill them because he befriended both of them <sighs> as a way of saying, come back to point? me. She know. was, she's a psycho. Um, and then one of the final things was the way women were written throughout this entire series was, was as very, very strong characters. Right. And, and it was nice to see throughout this entire series that, um, women on the throne though mentioned here and there was never really was never a problem yeah like women have were shown to be the strong ones that won time and time again over the men oh my one of my favorite ladies aside from lady brie was uh lady olena you know Mm -hmm. she kicked ass yeah yeah and and then in this last season it turned from women empowerment to bitches be crazy Every woman then who ever had power went crazy. Mm. Is it you know what I mean? And it was the men who had to like stop the crazy women. And so I don't know. I just I felt like out of uh, out of out of an entire series that where I was kind of almost proud of the way that women were written, that they really turned it on its head with Danny specifically having. I think that was more be, of the fact that she's a Targaryen. Saber. Yeah, maybe yes, but I mean, she was always the savior, right? She was so many people's favorite, and then she just completely went crazy. And it, and they talked multiple times about, uh, like Varys said, well, yes, the the thing between your legs does make a difference when you're on the throne, and so they kind of went back to the normal historical way of kings and queens. When I thought that this show wasn't really focused on that. Yeah. Anyway, that was just that was my last little nitpick. Okay. Overall, this season aside, I'm I'm happy that we got to see a conclusion. I am happy that this is my favorite show of all time, and I'm sad that it is it is done. If there's spinoffs, who the hell knows when and where and what they'll look like? I hope they give it some time, though. I don't need something popping up like later this fall. You know, like I want this to have enough fallout in my heart so that I'm ready for something, and then I won't compare it. You know what I mean? Because if something comes too soon, it inevitably will get compared, but even more so then. So anything that's in the works, I just hope that it's like at least a year away. Yeah. I'm, I'm cool with that. Yeah. I, they did show after this last episode for a new, like um, a trailer for a new show. And I think they're kind of saying, hey, now that this is over, you should get into this new thing. And if they had something in the works, they probably would have shown that. Imagine how many HBO subscriptions after this oh yeah i mean I, I have a feeling that hbo is kind of a little worried right now i mean i'm gonna well i shouldn't say i'm gonna stay a subscriber because Hopefully i'm the using people we leech off of dough <laughs> um okay this is just for fun i'm not saying oh i wish they would have done it like this because i'm really not that guy when it comes to this show although a few things how fun would it have been very last scene you see john and the wildlings like fading into the forest and then all of a sudden you hear ghosts like start barking it goes black for a second it comes back up and it shows torment and john like out in front, and then they see that white walker symbol with fresh blood, and then it just fades to black. Like it's not over. That would that have been, would be like kind of fun. That like, would have been actually a cool little twist. It probably would have raised a lot more questions than than answers. And but this episode wasn't about like you know, hmm? it wasn't about it was. This was not a provocative yeah. episode. This wait, was just you, like you could have always asked like, wait, was that from before? No, that's what I'm saying. With or fresh did, blood, is that new? Oh yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. That would have been cool, actually. It would have just it would have been enough to make people forget 
some of the negative aspects yeah. of the last couple of episodes. Ending, but they and couldn't have pay a twist it off. Ending. So, no, no. And I'm glad they actually, they tried to pay everything off and put everything to bed as much as possible. Uh, Game of Thrones is awesome. It is. And it will, it will live forever. As I mentioned in the beginning of this, of this episode, even though I'm very unhappy with the last three episodes of the season and it does, I can't help it, but it does taint the entire series a little bit, but it certainly does not make the entire series not one of the best shows that's ever been on television because mm-hmm. it absolutely is. Yeah. And just because, I mean, it's like, it's like Lost, right? Like Lost was a great show. And then the last like bit of that show is just kind of went to shit. But you have to remember that it was still a good show. And the reason it matters so much to you is because it was such a good show. And that's remember why you care about it. for how it was, not for how it... So that is our complete full, we're done Game of Thrones spoiler review. Wish we weren't, but we are. We wish we weren't. Uh, you will not hear us talk about Game of Thrones. Uh, maybe here and there a little bit, but but never yeah, again will we just... be talking about Game of Thrones and giving you reviews. So sort of sad, bittersweet. But time to move on. It is time to move on. And with what little time we have left, uh, let's just very quickly, quickly transition into a little talk about video games. Do you mind? Oh, yeah. I like video games. Oh, cool. Video games. We are in a lull right now. Are we not? Yes, is the answer. Um, I like your idea. Good question and answer. Thank you. I like your idea instead of buying any games because there's no games is some of the bigger titles out right now that I think either of us are like, yeah, I can't wait to play that, or well, uh, that's a $60. There's new games out, like Rage 2, and I'm just like, I, I want to play it, but I don't know if it's worth $60 to try it. I don't even know if it's worth 40 when it inevitably drops down and for me. Yeah. I So I like what you did, because I think almost capitalizing on the fact that there's not a real big swell of titles right now, Microsoft, like they do on occasion, said, hey... For those of you who are new to Games Pass, three months, a dollar, you want yeah, to do it? Yeah, it was a dollar for three I months. I did it last year. I uh, didn't end up playing it that much, but whatever. It was a dollar, so <laughs> you know, didn't lose no much. loss. And you you just activated it. So uh, what's 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 good on Game Dude, Pass I've been right playing, now? I've been playing a handful of games um, that I've been wanting to try for a while. The one that I'm really enjoying is Hellblade. Cool. Yeah, uh, which is, is Sacrifice. I want to play that. It's yeah, because I think it was originally on PlayStation for a certain period it was. of time, and they then it, it over. came over to Xbox. But glad um, they did. Yeah, and I am, I am too, and I'm glad it's free with Game Pass right That's now. That's great. That's it. A- is, I mean, it's a gorgeous game, and it's simple in its gameplay, but it's different. It's so different than any other game yeah, that you that. could play because it really is. It's a it's a puzzle game with some really hard but interesting combat yeah but at the heart of it it's about mental illness yeah i've heard that and so you are playing somebody who is i mean and it's so hard to explain you're you're hearing the voices in her head and the voices are actually if you listen to them can be very helpful but then if you listen to them too much like sometimes the voices are really telling you the wrong thing and it's just it's a trip it's different than any other game and i really really appreciate how creative that team is on that nice so. yeah even though this isn't a new game by now um it's something that's new to me yeah if i was to play it today it would be new to me too so that's really cool i yeah. do want to check that out anything else i started crackdown three and you stopped it immediately <laughs> it's such a piece of shit 
I'm sorry. Yeah, I never saw it got nothing, anything higher than like a five. Dude, nothing against anybody who's enjoying that game, but I feel like that game is an Xbox 360 game. Maybe at even best, like arcade style too. Dude, it's really not a good game, and yeah. the, the fact that it took so long in development, the fact that it had so much hype. The fact that Terry Crews signed on <laughs> and all of that was left to shit. I'm literally playing a character that's Terry Crews' character and I'm like, it doesn't make it any wasn't better. wasn't enough to it save do it. doesn't do anything. And then I also started State of Decay 2, which I never played the first one, um, yeah, which isn't bad. bad. It's not bad, but it, it's not a very action-packed zombie game. So it's, it, I'm probably not going to go very far into it. So. Yeah. Anyway, that's those are, I think, the only main ones I've started. Okay, cool. I've also like. Oh down- wait, you were playing just uh, just cause four. Oh yeah, you're right. Just cause four, which I did play quite a bit. That game is fun. That game is just fun to fuck around with and blow things up and put rockets on cows' butts and watch them fly off. Stuff like that. Yeah, fair enough. Definitely. So honestly, Game Pass. There's nothing like real new and great right now. But, but that's it, what's there's awesome so about much it. to go back on if you've never played it. It's Plus so all the it. little tiny titles that you'll never even play and just gloss right. over. Just. What if one like, of those is a hit for you? Well, and there's like ones like Below and Abzu and like games that are, you know, 10 to 15 bucks that you can purchase, but it's like, or you can just try them out there. It's Being like, that this is $10 a month, I think. I think the regular is, yeah. You gonna maybe, could you see yourself maybe holding on to it for a while after this? I might, I might. Yeah, um, I, I kind of want to go but, back. Uh, but, uh, but by the time my three months is up, we're going to have a lot more games for me to play. True. Like the games that I'm going to want to buy, so... Such as? Mm, I, love I don't know. I can't think off the top of my head. But you know they're coming. Okay. Uh, I'm replaying because uh, I wanted you to play it. And then when I realized that I wanted you to play it, I'm like, no, I still want to play it again. Resident Evil again? Oh, it's so good. <laughs> I'm playing the uh, the second campaigns and uh, I'm enjoying them just as much. Although they get harder. Wait, Resident Evil 2 is on Game Pass, I think. No, it's not. Trust me, it's not. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm also trying to get better at Apex. And... My love affair with Overwatch, which has been very rocky, uh, kind of like, I don't know, the final season of Game of Thrones in some people's eyes, uh, has come to an end, I must say. So sorry if you were looking to add me on Xbox and play with me. Um, I started, I uninstalled it a few months ago, and then I reinstalled it about a month ago. Like, I wonder if it's gotten any better. And I was actually having a really good time for a few weeks, and then it just went, just like everything, you know, that's once just broken can't be fixed it just went back to the same toxic shit talking hate filled dude just I, nasty i'm so tired of that game i haven't played it in months because I and just can't i, I literally i calmly ejected it out of it out of the xbox and i was like it's not enough for me to uninstall this i need to i need to like mount doom this and like even though it's it's like throw I, it in a volcano yeah i felt like i'm frodo in the ring and as much as the, this thing's tempting i'm like oh there's it is a I, ring shape yes you and can I, stick your it, you can stick your finger in it i literally took it and just broke it which was stupid because like starving kids in did africa could like have eaten it while you did that that was yeah that but was starving kids duckish. in africa could have eaten it and i feel really bad <laughs> ouch uh but I realized I could have traded in or give it to someone else. But in that moment, I was just like, I'm never going to stop playing this. The temptation will be there. Like for like some people was like, I don't know, like porn and their old VHS types. It's like, if you don't set on fire, you hide <laughs> under your bed. Eventually it will call out to you. It has power, you know? Right. Speak you hear the whispers. God. Yeah. And I'm just going to be like, Come I, grab me and masturbate. Yeah, exactly. The temptation was always going to be there. So my Overwatch career is uh, is done, and okay. it's okay. It gives me time to get better at Apex. And you want to borrow frust- my disc? Yes, please. <laughs> I, I need to. 
Uh, I might play it when I'm like over at your place, you know. Oh, but like, see, I don't want to play it though. I, I'm done with it. Yeah, I, I really, I, honestly, I, really kind of am. I am. It, the game is so damn toxic, and nobody is the level that they should be. And yeah, and I and mean, people just yell at each other and shit talk. And you know, just, you, like there's people who get paid to play on somebody else's profile and level them up, and you're just like, dude. That's, that's what's the point? What is the point of playing this game if yeah. if that's the way you're going to do it? It's just become you know just like anything yeah. the wolves come in sheep's clothing. And honestly right now we've got Apex Legends which is yep, free still trying. and it's awesome and so far I have not seen much toxicity on that. No yet. Yet. It will little bit. for sure come. Well, you think about it, Overwatch is 3 years old, 3 plus years now And it so took 2 years to get to that really point pretty much. Bad. Yeah. And so I right now I'm like you know what? If I'm going to get into an online shooter, I'm going to get into Apex and until that it can becomes go away. toxic. And, until it becomes toxic, but then there'll be something else. Like and, overwhelmingly. You know, I mean, there's other ones too, like, you know, the blackout from the um, Call of Duty. Call of Duty. Yeah. And then there's the Firestorm from Battlefield. Like, there's plenty of. Yeah, there's enough to. Online to communities that we could get into if we wanted. But yeah. right now, I'm very happy with Apex. Yeah, I, I'm too. That's kind of where I'm landing in. You know, it's it's calm right now for video games, and that's cool. It gives me time to like catch up on some shows as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we are pretty much done. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm I'm in, I genuinely am in a little funk because just talking about the show that I've loved for so many years and like has gone beyond the screen. It does make me sad to know it's over. But you know what? All things, all good things have to come to an end. Yeah, and so. all men must die. Yeah, they told us right from the beginning. Valor Magulus. You too, buddy. Yeah. Uh, we. Well, how do you respond, Valar? I forget the response. I'm not good at Valerian. Yeah. Anyway. Yes. All right. We're winding down. It's time for shadow synopsis, and then you've got us for the awesome quote and geek history. Mm-hmm. Are you, Brandon, and listeners at home or wherever you are, ready for this uh, shadow synopsis? Yep. Give okay. It to me. I am ready. My uh, brain is turned on. Good. That's the only I way. I mean, you're... like, not uh, anyway. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's the only go way go you're going to make this work. Here we go. In the not-too-distant future... Can I read it in like a cool... like? Yeah, no, I think you should. All right. In the not-too-distant future, a less-than-perfect man wants to travel to the stars. Society has categorized Vincent Freeman as a less-than-suitable... All right, I can't do that. <laughs> Society has categorized Vincent Freeman as less-than-suitable given his genetic makeup, and he has become one of the underclass of humans that are only useful for menial jobs. And pursue his dreams, he assumes the identity of Jerome Moreau. Or Moreau, I don't know. A perfect genetic specimen who, unfortunately, is a paraplegic as a result of a car accident. With professional advice and help, Vincent learns to manipulate his DNA and kind of learns to trick an aerospace firm that he is genetically superior enough to pursue his dreams of going to space. That's all I want to tell you. I don't know anything for sure. Um, I'm None just of us give do. A quick second to None let anybody kind of think it over who's listening. But, Permeate. Um, but I'm going to give my answer right now. I think maybe, is it Gattaca? It is Gattaca. Oh, okay. Cool. No maybes about it. Cool. Weird movie. I remember A good movie it. though, yeah. So when uh, you first started talking, I was like, is this Galaxy Quest? I don't know why that was what I, came to my mind. I was actually thinking about Galaxy Quest Were too. Were you really? I'm not joking. But then but then when you started talking about the, the DNA thing and how he was tricking the DNA to make him a better specimen, I was like, oh no, that sounds like Gattaca. Uh, starring? Uh, Come on. What's his name? Oh my God! Your what's her name? Oh my God! Your oh Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Uh, and then and then uh, who was the woman? Wasn't it Uma Thurman? It was Uma Thurman. Yeah, yeah Fall Out Boy made a song about her. Yeah, remember that great <laughs> Fall Out Boy song? <laughs> Our podcast is way better than Fall Out Boy. Like yeah. last three albums combined. I like Fall Out Boy. <laughs> well, shit. Yeah. In that case, want to give us an awesome quote in geek history? Yeah, this is from Fall Out Boy. <laughs> yep. No, uh, you know, I figured there's no better time to give you a Game of Thrones quote. There is none. Um, this this is we're at the end of it, and um, I was really trying to think of a quote from the show that somehow sums up what this show is about, and I think I found it. I've made many mistakes in my life. But that wasn't one of them. Oh, but it was. When you play the Game of Thrones, you win or you die. There is no middle ground. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We are done. You can reach us on Twitter. Please do at randomfandomwbb. And then shoot us an email if you want at randomfandomcast at gmail.com. Let us know if there's any topics that you want us to talk about. Yeah, and Game of Thrones, thank you. Listeners, thank you for being a fan of our Game of Thrones fandom. And stay geeky.